Look at them, madame. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Oh. This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Rupert, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Oh, like stamp collecting. Now, that's all right. That's quite a nice hobby, that. Yes, but it's not enough. Don't you understand? I'm lonely. I'm so terribly lonely. All right, Homer. You beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining. Oh, if it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists. You know, why didn't you just say stamp collectors? Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you. From Spain and two from Japan I got a couple from Israel and Azerbaijan I got a plenty from Poland but none from Sudan Or from Fiji or Uzbekistan Stamp collecting happens when we dream together Live from just me sitting here This is the award-winning stamp show here today Episode number 313 Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. This is Cash, just me. So usually we answer listener email, but since we put up the inflation episode, the one with Mark Easter in it, we literally got dozens of comments. So I'm addressing this podcast to those comments. These comments are both from uh, emails and Facebook. So to start with, our goal of this ongoing conversation we have on inflation and stamp collecting is not to make everyone rich by investing in stamps. Stamps are a very good way of accumulating wealth, a rather good way. These inflation podcasts are to make people aware of what will happen if what happened in the 1970s repeats itself. And in my opinion, it probably will. Not exactly, though. As Mark Twain said, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. So will 2020s be like the 1970s? Probably not. But there will be many aspects which rhyme in regarding stamp collecting. So uh, the first message was from Peter S., who I have spoken to before. I know he has a really good economics background. We talk about economics. So he sort of pitched me this uh, slow pitch over the plate so that I can sort of introduce everybody to the economics of what's going on. He said that I'm not going enough into the economics, and I purposely don't do that. But I'm going to do it here for a couple minutes because it is important. So if you want to fast forward a minute or two, that's fine. But if you don't understand the economics, a lot of this stuff sort of doesn't make sense. COVID shrunk the economy. Demand and supply both dropped by a large amount. In normal terms, the Federal Reserve should have been removing money from the economy, which is removing liquidity, it's removing cash. 
That's what Econ 101 teaches you. But what they did instead was they increased the liquidity or they rec- they increased the n- amount of cash that's in the markets. So what occurs is that there is now more cash, more dollar bills chasing not the same amount of goods, but actually fewer goods. That's why we are seeing inflation today, except that, again, the inflation we're seeing today has been building up for several years. This is not COVID inflation we're seeing yet. We have yet to see that. But what happened with the economy is that you had this reduction in output. In my opinion, and it's based on a whole bunch of stuff, the inflation that we are seeing now is from the spending that was done in the end of the Obama administration and the beginning of the Trump administration. It takes years for inflation to filter through an economy. And we were at zero interest rates. Or very close to zero. And so that delayed it. When I was in school, they taught us that, you know, inflation takes between two and a half to three years to show up. Well, it took four and a half to five years because of the zero percent inflation. So what is the inflation rate right now? Well, you look at the CPI index to see what inflation is. And right now, as of July 30th, the CPI was 5.1%. In in other words, the government says that there's 5.1% inflation from last year. If you spent $100 on something last year, today you'd be spending $105 on that. Now, I want to bring up real quick the CPI and why this might not be a really good number. Because one of the main components of the CPI index is rent. The government basically calculates rent in a very, very odd way. But in the CPI index that we're looking at today, rent has increased by 2.5%. That's what the government uses as their number. But if you go on to rent.com or realtor.com, and realtor.com is actually the better of the two because they actually track increases over the year. Realtor.com shows an increase of between 20% and 25% which is what I personally see out in the market. That's 10 times higher. So if you use your math and one third of the index, instead of being 2.5% is actually 20%. You get that right now, we're running at about 9.6% inflation. Meaning that if you bought something for $100 a year ago, today you're not spending $105, you're spending almost $110. 
And so, you know, the CPI index, what else is going on with it? Who knows? Who knows what the real inflation rate is? But if you see the news and they say 5%, the odds are very, very strong that it's much more than that today. Now, just recently in the news, Congress approved a $1.2 trillion spending package. And the Federal Reserve will use this again to create more money. Let me go over that because I keep bring I don't bring up Congress in this. I don't bring up the president. I bring up the Federal Reserve. What the Federal Reserve does is create the money. The government is going to issue 1.2 trillion dollars in bonds for infrastructure. The Federal Reserve is going to purchase these bonds from a secondary party. The banks buy them and then the Fed buys them from the banks. The Fed does not actually buy the bonds directly from the government. But the Federal Reserve is going to purchase $1.2 trillion of these bonds. They're going to pay for it with IOU notes. These IOU notes are dollar bills. So they will print $1.2 trillion and then give it to the banks who will then give it to the people who they purchase the bonds from, which is the federal government. And by the way, that's what quantitative easing is, if you ever heard that term. So the Federal Reserve holds assets and liabilities. The assets they hold are the bonds. The liabilities are the dollar bills that they are printing. So when they buy these bonds, whether it's from the government or from businesses, but mostly it's from the government, they create this money this way. That's how money is created in our economy. So that's basically the economics of it. So Tom wrote, don't buy stamps as an investment. I bought sets in the 1980s that are still selling for less than I paid for them. Tom, this is exactly the point. The podcast is addressing the process of inflation, which caused this. The problem isn't that the stamps were a bad investment. It's that you bought them at the wrong time. Understanding how bubbles work will save you and everybody listening to this from making this, I'm going to use finger quotes, mistake. Gordon wrote, I wouldn't think that it would lower the retail value, but less money in people's pockets might see them buy less. Well, in inflationary times, people have more money in their pockets. And the thing that humans do is to spend it on something to preserve wealth. This is why if inflation is, and I'm going to make up a number here, okay? If inflation is 10%, then things which are a hedge against inflation, like stamps, 
but also coins and baseball cards and gold and silver, they'll sell at a premium. So if there's 10% inflation, these inflation finger quote hedges might sell for 12% or 15%. And you saw this really strongly in the 1970s with stamps. People were buying them as a hedge. Back then, you can put them in your retirement plan, your IRA. And so they saw them as a good hedge investment, and they bid up the value beyond the amount of inflation. And this is why Tom bought those sets of stamps, and they're still not worth what he paid for them because he paid too large of a premium. Thomas writes, Inflation in the 1980s drove stamp prices down. It's easy to have this impression, but it ignores what actually occurred before the 1980s. It's true that the prices dropped in the 1980s, but that's because in the 1970s, the late 70s, they ran way up. So if you look at the 1980s and ignore the 1970s, you'd say, oh yeah, well, inflation caused prices to drop. That's not what you should be looking at. You should be looking at the whole track record. And again, we brought this up. I want to bring it up again here. You can skip forward. Like I said, if you listen to the podcast where we discussed the tulip bubble. The tulip bubble was where tulips, because they had a weird disease to them, a virus, uh, and it changed the colors and made tulips really, really freaky color looking. So people like really desired these new wacko looking uh, tulips. And this occurred between 1634 and 1637. So we're talking, you know, 400 plus years ago. Hope my math is correct there. No, it's not. It's about 400 years ago. Anyway, in the beginning, there was what they call the stealth phase. And this is just where prices are increasing because people are going, huh, this is neat. Then there was an awareness phase where people started saying, these tulips are desirable and they're going up in value. What happened is after they went up in value like 10 or 15%, there was a drop, there was a sell-off. Well, that's always the case. Everything doesn't go, keep going up straight. So in the tulip bubble, like a year after it started, there was a sell-off. But then after that, you got more enthusiasm, more media attention, and media in the 1630s was more word of mouth than, you know, the internet. But basically, you moved away from investors in tulips to the general public. And the general public just wanted the money. They didn't really care so much about the tulips. And the tulip price skyrocketed. Uh, a basket of bulbs went from 60 florins 
to 200 florins. It then dropped again. But as is normal, people took advantage of the drop to buy more, so you had another increase. After that increase, though, everybody saw that there was an actual drop and the price crashed. And it crashed so much that people wanted to dump the tulips they had. So if tulips went from 20 florins a basket to 50 florins a basket, and it should have been about 50 florins a basket, they crashed down to like 10 florins a basket. And all the investors left the market, and then it returned to a normal. Well, if you look at the 1970s, and Linz has this great graph that they used to print that showed the market. And you saw exactly this. You saw an increase in stamp values, and then you saw some bumpiness, and then it skyrocketed up, and then you saw some bumpiness before it crashed down. And when it crashed down, it crashed down past where stamp prices should finger quotes should be and then it took a couple years for it to increase to a normal rate and this is exactly I'm going to uh, put that up on the Facebook so that people can see it many wrote but I'm going to quote Eric here stamps are a poor investment if you aren't playing by the millions collect for the enjoyment not the investment unless you want to be disappointed. Well, stamps are actually a pretty good investment. But I agree with you, you should buy stamps for the enjoyment. The investors of the 1970s largely became stamp collectors. They enjoyed their investment. You can do both. You can invest and collect for the enjoyment. Several commented, several commented on forever stamps, but I'm going to quote Tang here. One thing for sure, your forever stamps will go up in value, LOL. Well, I'm not sure why you put the LOL at the end because we also discussed this. Stamps on the aftermarket sell for a discount off face, but let's do some math. Today, Forever stamps sell in the 85% of face range. If you buy a forever stamp today, but again, you know, when you're listening to this, it may be after August 28th. <laughs> so this is old news for you. But if you buy forever stamps today when I'm recording this, the postage price is 55 cents. That would mean that you'd have to go to 65 cents to break even. That's a bit over a 15% inflation rate. So the question is, will there be a 15% inflation rate? Well, the postal rate is going to 58 cents in just a couple weeks. So realistically, if you buy it now for 55 cents, you can break even when it hits 60 cents, which is just, you know, the next postal increase. In addition to this, as we discussed prior, not all forever stamps are going to be equal investments. 
There are topics which get a premium due to collector interest. I predict that the Star Wars droid stamps are going to be a better investment, and again, I'm using finger quotes, than a roll of flag stamps. People will want the droid stamps over the flag stamps, and there's a couple of reasons. First of all, it's Star Wars versus just a generic flag, so there's a collector interest. The second one is they're flat. A droid sheet is flat. A roll is not flat. So a lot of people have a storage issue with it. So I think that if you were going to invest today for the 58 cent increase, the 3 cent increase in a couple days or a couple weeks, you might want to buy a whole bunch of droid sheets, not a bunch of rolls. Okay, here's the overwhelming comment, and I'm going to quote Dave on this one, but a lot of people said this. Stamps will always be our joy and excitement. Who cares about the value? Well, lots of people care about the value. Most collectors care about the value. Certainly anybody who pays $1,000 for a stamp for their collection is interested in the value. If you don't care about the value, then you should just collect stamps that you get off envelopes in the mail. Most of us do not do that. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you are a collector who spends money on stamps. And like I said, stamps are a great way to accumulate wealth. You do care about the value of your stamps, generally speaking, because you want to accumulate wealth. I want to thank everybody for your comments, and I want to thank everybody for listening. I love the fact that we got so many comments. Um, This podcast could not exist without you. Send me your comments. I'm going to post this up again, and people can see. And again, I quoted a couple people. But there are literally dozens of you out there who commented. Please be aware, we read all your comments. If you have anything that we didn't address, send it to us again. We look forward to addressing this. Have a great day. We need your help. Nothing on the internet is free, including our phone and internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel. 
corporal punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Knox Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this still clown was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! You have been listening to Stamp Show here today, seeking to advance all levels of the stamp collecting hobby through news, information, and collecting advice. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com to listen to the show, view images of the items we are talking about, and read the show notes. You can also continue the conversation on Facebook at Stamp Show Here Today and on Twitter at Stamp Show HT. If you have questions or comments about the show or have any topics you would like us to discuss, you can email us at stampshowheretoday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.